1: Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. This is Inside Sources. I'm Ethan Millard filling in for Boyd. And we've got another great segment here for you. Uh, We're going to talk about our state. Our state is once again being recognized as an example of things that are good, of things that help promote uh, the economic wellness of a community. This is from the Tax Foundation. They've released their 2022 state business tax climate index. And what this does is it analyzes uh, all the states in the United States. It analyzes their business tax structures. And then shows where other states might be able to adopt things that are working across the border. And uh, it's a pretty clever setup. We're joined now by the Vice President of State Projects with the Center of State Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation, Jared Walczak. Jared, welcome. How are you?
0: Thank you. Doing well. How about you this afternoon?
1: Um, great. So you guys analyzed Utah's business tax structure and all the rest of the states. Utah came in the top 10. We we're 10th, so we're in the top 10. That's great. Best state in, uh, in terms of business tax climate. What taxes specifically did the Tax Foundation look at when analyzing Utah?
0: We look at just about everything. We're focused on structure, uh, so we're looking more at the how rather than the how much. So we're looking at the structure of everything from corporate income taxes, individual income taxes, unemployment insurance taxes, uh, property and wealth taxes, sales tax. Across the board, we're looking at does the state have a fairly neutral tax code? Is it simple? Is it transparent? Basically, are you putting the thumb on the scale in favor of some activities or some businesses and industries, or are you creating a more neutral tax code in which everyone has an opportunity to flourish.
1: Okay, got it. And then the assertion is is that, you know, when the tax climate for businesses correct, we'll see uh, improved economic activity.
0: Yes, and there have actually been studies looking at our index and other similar measures and finding a pretty strong correlation there. Uh, obviously, a lot of things go into location decision making, a lot of things go into economic growth. It's obviously not just taxes, but that's something within the control of every state legislature to get their tax code right to allow the state to flourish.
1: Okay, I got you. Well, and and that kind of opens the door to my my, – when I look at the other states that round out the top 10 list, Wyoming – is number one South Dakota, Alaska, Florida, Montana, New Hampshire, Nevada, Tennessee, Indiana, and Utah. Now we are all immensely proud of our state here in Utah. Uh, you'll find no bigger cheerleaders than its own residents. Um, but with the exception of Florida, the top ten uh, with the bus- uh, top ten states with the best business tax climate. These are not n- real economic powerhouses. I mean, it's it's kind of a list of second yeah. and third tier states. Yeah, so
0: what we're measuring is the overall tax structure. And one of the realities is that there are some states that, for a variety of reasons, are able to forego taxes outright. So you look at a state like Wyoming, no corporate or individual income tax. So There's nothing inherently wrong with their corporate or individual income tax. Every state has some problem with the structure of those taxes. They simply don't have them. And they're obviously able to rely on severance taxes, on oil property taxes, things that most states can't rely on. So... Good code, but that's not going to necessarily make them an economic powerhouse. What you would say, though, if you took New York's tax code, you know, New York does pretty well economically. They don't do well on our index because they have a really complicated tax structure. You put the New York tax code in Utah, Utah is way worse off. If you put Utah's tax code in New York, I think New York's in even better shape than it is.
1: Okay. All right. So there are some things, there's some things impacting. You know, our economic circumstances that are a little bit beyond taxes, because we take I mean, the taxes are every year uh, among the that might be our our biggest debate every year. Right. Is the taxes. And we're very focused on crafting taxes and crafting our tax structure in a way that will be beneficial to the uh, to the um, to our economy and to businesses. Should we expect to see some kind of economic pop from this? I mean, we're doing great economically, but we're still kind of lagging down here. We're still with Nevada and Tennessee and Indiana and Montana and some of these other states. What do you think Utah needs to do to kind of throw some gas on this fire?
0: Well, firstly, uh, you never want to rest on your laurels, but I think that Utah has been throwing gas on this fire for a long time. go back to the two thousand and seven tax reforms under then Governor Huntsman, uh, look at all of the you know progress that's been made over the years. Utah is a very pro-growth state, a very fast growing state economically and population wise, and I think that's significantly down to the economic freedoms the state has, the tax code, the regulatory environment, just a general pro-growth environment and you know on our index you're not going to catch up with Wyoming because you will have some taxes that they can get away with not having given their you know their current environment but i look at states like Indiana and North Carolina which uh, actually flank you 9th and 11th also states with all three major taxes but they have very neutral tax structures they're not picking winners and losers the legislature is not trying to decide where the growth should come and i think Utah Fits in that category. You look at other states that maybe have been able to forego a major tax, like Tennessee or Florida, you know, states that have had this opportunity, but still, you know, much more typical economies. These are your competitors, and I look at Utah as a state that's led in many ways, and it's showing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean it has been gratifying to see some of the growth. We we've got a a pretty nice standard of living right now. We're we're struggling with with a few things. Inflation in the real estate market has been a big big problem here because families are struggling to afford homes uh and we've seen big increases in rent, we've seen big increases in those expenses that are hitting kind of the basic lifestyle. And uh any state I think would start to be tempted to adjust its tax structure to make life a little easier for its uh, families. Because we've seen here in Utah that the economic growth has not hit everyone the same way, right? That there are still pockets of, of major, major concern. Is that where states start to go astray is when we start to try and modify the tax structure to create opportunities where there are none or to pick up the slack where we're missing income or other resources?
0: That's often the case. The the, the tax code has really one central purpose, and that's to raise the necessary revenue to fund government, and ideally to do it in a way that creates as few economic distortions as possible. Now, what the state does with that revenue is often going to be in response to economic needs. But this needs to be considered separately from tax policy, or at least separated as much as possible. Obviously, we have some welfare-like programs that flow through the tax code. Uh, At the federal level, for instance, you've got the earned income tax credit, we have child tax credits, things like that. But we need to think of these not as tax policy, and we ideally need to try to separate them as much from tax policy as possible. We want to be efficient within the tax code and then use the revenue we generate from it to address the real needs that exist in communities across the country. Uh, but you need that engine of growth, and tax structure is really
1: important to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jared Walzak is uh, with the Tax Foundation. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me on.
1: You know, uh, I, 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 I got his points. I kind of got his his overall pitch. And I think for the most part, he's correct. But I, I feel a little bit hedged in by lists like this. And I feel like I, I question, you know, well, why are we trying to satisfy, for example, the tax foundation when there are obvious pathways to success across the country? I mean, you look at, you look at, for example, Utah's gross domestic product uh, for, you know, 2020 um, was uh, or for 2021 is going to be, you know, like $200 billion, which is phenomenal. But California's is over $3 trillion. And that's a, that's a, that's a state that conservative states like us, we kind of look down on our noses at. And it's true, a lot of people are leaving California, but they're going, for example, to Texas way more than Utah. And Texas is further down the list than Utah is. So I, I think we, we have in our state the tendency to really kind of latch onto these lists and latch onto these foundations and these lobbying groups that create the structure and say, Hey, this is ideal. And this is who's on top. And I look at that and I think we'll, we'll, is that really our path? Because look at the other states that are doing so well according to this structure. Okay? Wyoming, South Dakota, Alaska, Florida, Montana, New Hampshire, Nevada, Tennessee, Indiana, and Utah. I mean, this is the second and third tier states here. So I don't know. I just have that question. All right, we gotta grab a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna analyze a uh, Utah's redistricting efforts and around the and around the country by how much more would President Trump have won Utah? Uh, had, had the uh, these congressional districts been in place, we'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence.